0: everyone, and welcome to Speakerman Speaks Retail, where we navigate retail from now to next by tracking my latest retail trajectories and through interviews with industry experts who help us chart the course. Today, I wanna to talk about three of retail's newest frontiers and the thread that ties them all together. I've been talking a lot about the explosion in retail media, the digitization of stores that's just getting started, and the mega problem of retail theft, and in particular, organized retail crime. I've dedicated multiple podcast episodes, articles, and media interviews to all three of these hot topics. In some cases, I've forecasted them years ago, but all have reached an important stage. They're evolving out of fragmentation and heading toward unification. This is an important but often overlooked dynamic in retail that's held my attention for a long time, but even more so right now. Much of Walmart's success has historically centered around unifying fragmented categories, businesses, and processes. But the same is true for a wave of third-party retail support companies, or at least the ones that are thinking ahead. So solving for fragmentation is creating a lot of opportunities, and it'll create even more going forward. We're going to look at how unification will define retail's future opportunities and ways that it already has using retail media, store digitization, and yes, retail theft as examples. And then I'll wrap up with what it means to suppliers and others of you that are positioning for retail B2B opportunities. So let's get started. The digital rethinking of physical retail is one of my top retail trajectories. And I'm calling it a rethink because it's not a new dynamic. Years ago, retailers started allowing some basic digital capabilities into their stores. Things like shelf talkers and motion-activated attention grabbers, and even in-store programming. Do you remember those walls of TV that were all on the same station? Well, retailers ended up basically tearing all of that down and revisiting it years later. And that's where we are now. Why did they do it? Fragmentation. Because these early attempts at in-store digitization were driven mostly by brands. Retailers basically turned it over to brands and said, hey, knock yourself out. So everyone was doing their own thing and it got pretty noisy. Brand self-interest and retailers' lack of oversight guaranteed a fragmented, disjointed effort and a lack of unification ended up compromising customer experience rather than enhancing it. So retailers are revisiting all of that right now. They're taking back control over the in-store experience, they've cleared the clutter And now they're ready to rebuild it on their terms, using advanced technology and with an eye on unifying and monetizing their platform capabilities. In some cases, though, what's old is new again. Walmart's bringing back those TV walls. But now they'll be augmented by self-checkout promotions that can verify when ads led to an online or in-store purchase. And hyperlocalization is in the mix, where brands can purchase ads on Walmart radio by region or store. So what it all means is brands will get results from in-store activity even when shoppers aren't anywhere near their products on the shelf. And another oldie but goodies getting dusted off, product sampling. It's back in shiny new versions that will link to digital content, conversion data, and personalized promotions. And speaking of promotions, even shelf promotions are expanding to unify inventory management, customer engagement tracking, dynamic content, and more. Third-party solution providers will play an even bigger role as all of this gets off the ground. Retailers know they can't build all this themselves, nor do they want to. In my presentations, podcasts, and media contributions over the past several years, I've talked about the growing role that major tech platforms will also play in all of this, launching a slew of devices that will naturally find their way into retail. And wouldn't you know, Apple just announced the launch of its Vision Pro headset, and that got a big ball rolling in this direction. Now, I'm not touting Vision Pro as an overnight success. Far from it. In fact, there's so many hurdles that push Vision Pro into micro-niche territory, and cost and consumer receptivity aren't the only obstacles. To make it work... Stores and marketplaces that carry Vision Pro, they're gonna to have to carry full ranges of sizes and versions and stay in stock with them. Returns will be a nightmare and liability for accidents and health incidences will create even more pressure on Apple. So it's a steep hill to climb, but here's the big takeaway. Vision Pro will usher in a new era of immersive wearables. It may not be fun going first, but either way, the train has fully left the station. All of this, though, will take retail media opportunities to the next level, and it's already a multi-billion dollar opportunity. On the retail media front, I encourage everyone to check out my last podcast interview with Teresa Aprile from Brand Crush and Sherry Smith from Critio. That's the company that recently bought Brand Crush. My initial interview with Teresa last year was chocked full of insights and myth-busting. So much of what she forecasted is unfolding right now. But both interviews combined provide a great primer on all things retail media, and the combination of these two companies really exemplifies that unification opportunity. Retail media was a confusing, fragmented hodgepodge. Now, you could argue that in some circles it still is, but thanks to companies like Brand Crush and Criteo, the promise of truly unified media and unified commerce is no longer a pipe dream. So these companies stand out as having made a direct and intentional hit on that fragmentation opportunity, but others are following. And that includes the growing number of retailers that are bringing their retail media capabilities in-house with the intention of unifying and monetizing their in-store, out-of-home, and online touch points. Unified retail media means that brands will have a much clearer view of the customer and the impact of their advertising spends. Retailers' advertising efforts will be far more targeted, and next-level personalization and communication will kick in as part of the deal. Retailers will also have greater influence outside of their physical and digital walls. As more companies tap into retailers' newly unified media platforms, the opportunities will be exponential. Albertson's retail media arm, the Albertson's Media Collective, is also pushing for industry-wide unification and standardization. They know that fragmentation across this growing number of retail media platforms is creating a lot of confusion, and particularly for brand marketers. And in more big news, this past week, the passage of the Informed Consumers Act hit the headlines. I just did an interview with the China Global Television Network on this because retail crime has become a multi-billion dollar global profit drain. The Informed Consumers Act is intended to bring more transparency to online transactions and deter criminals from selling stolen or counterfeit stuff through online marketplaces. But the act also creates a mechanism for people to report suspicious high-volume sales online. The name of the act is kind of a misnomer because it's not really targeted to consumers so much as it is meant as a deterrent for criminals and also a way to put marketplaces on notice. But here's yet another area where fragmentation created an opportunity. But in this case, the opportunity was for organized retail theft rings. Because with different jurisdictions having different laws and various agencies and stakeholders not talking to one another, It created a ripe environment for all kinds of shenanigans. A few episodes ago, I talked about how organized retail crime would only decrease when three things happened. First of all, legislation had to catch up with retail reality. Second, the demand side of the equation needed to be dealt with, not just scrambling to handle crime sprees as they happen. And finally, retailers had to invest in new technology. Well, the Inform Act accelerates all three, and at its heart, it too is a unification story. Reporting processes have become standardized, and marketplaces are collectively being held into account. You know, the actual places where most of the stolen goods are sold. And retailers are presenting a united front for the first time ever. They banded together and defragged the problem. Now, that's not to say that the Inform Act is a cure-all. It definitely isn't but that's where technology comes in. The Inform Act got things going, and I think it will encourage retailers to make those investments in technology that will carry all of it over the finish line and make a real dent in the problem. So it really is a trifecta. The rise in retail media, the digitization of physical retail, and mitigating organized retail crime, all three are quickly evolving from fragmented, loosely defined challenges to unified opportunities and that's what will accelerate progress across all three for the rest of the year and going into 2024. I recently moderated a Rethink Retail panel that exemplifies how all three of these are starting to be knitted together and how unified solutions will be the wave of the future. One of the panelists represented an in-store retail media solution, SES Magatag, that's an in-store digital shelf tag setup But when you look a little closer, it's also a multifunctional inventory management, dynamic content, shopper marketing solution that also has anti-theft elements baked in. In other words, it's a fully unified solution. One of my top retail trajectories is the solutions and services shift. That is, retailers are increasingly focused on non-product platform monetization opportunities. Retail media and advertising are perfect examples. But here again, a slew of third-party solution providers are swarming around retail, and they're ready, willing, and able to assist retailers and brands with all of it. These companies also are the fastest-growing cohort for my B2B consulting work. I work with them every day. But what's changed is spot-treating capabilities in search of a problem and isolated solutions are starting to drop off. In some cases, they're being acquired and folded into larger portfolios, or they're being offered as white label components of bigger unified solutions. So it only makes sense that if retailers are pushing toward unified solutions, companies that aspire to work with retailers and brands must offer them as well. If you're a retail solution provider, at the very least, you have to link your capabilities to those that are already in place or those that are on the way. That means you have to do your research, And it also means getting real about how you play alongside your competitors. In other words, if you're an ingredient, it's time to start talking about how to make the full recipe. Thank you for listening in today. I've got some really cool interviews planned for you up ahead. And in the meantime, I'd love to hear from you if you have any questions, ideas, or stories to share, or if you'd like to be on the podcast. You can ping me at carol at speakermanretail.com Or hit my site at speakermanretail.com to check out more insights, subscribe to my updates, and get the latest on events and happenings. And if you like what you're hearing, please do like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. I'll see you next time.